Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. episode 90 of victory road a pokemon podcast it's time for another adventure in the world of pokemon i'm your host doug and i'm team lechonk because today we're talking about the latest trailer for pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet released on june 2nd 2022 of course victory road is a production of the four-eyed radio network and is brought to you by revenge lover designs illustration and design to fit your personality for samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always, please subscribe to and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road more visible and much easier to find. It's been a while, so I figured why not bring a couple of guest co-hosts with me today. First, he was here early this year to chat Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's Dr. Ben. Welcome back, Dr. Ben. Well, hello. How's it going? It is going. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, yeah. I, we chatted a little bit before this. Uh, Go Fest, it sounds like uh, you uh, you were outside a whole lot today. For I, was not, I was outside. I was outside <laughs> too much. Um, I was I was powered by G Fuel. Beautiful. And it, it, look, it was a nice day and I got to see some friends and I played and you get what you paid for. Um, <laughs> but uh niantic do better please do better there you go yeah there you go we'll keep it at that because i did not do go fest and uh and we've got we've got big game stuff to talk about today yes i i am always thrilled to welcome back this co-host uh the uh co-host of that's uh ptx to me and the dose of daisy as well as the man behind the world of ha on youtube it's hassan welcome back hassan Thanks again for having me. It's always a pleasure. Of course, and I have been—I've uh, been seeing you uh, open lots of Pokemon cards lately on your YouTube. So, uh, uh, if yes. folks like watching that stuff, check out uh, Hassan's YouTube channel. Any uh, dangerous? It very dangerous. <laughs> yes, I have stacks of cards next to me, and I'm like overwhelmed. With, like how I'm going to begin to organize these? Mm-hmm. Any like big finds or anything that you were you were hoping for that was super exciting? Um, well, I just opened up some of the new set, uh, Astral Radiance, um, mm-hmm. and in one booster pack, I got, um, I forget the exact card, but it was one of the golden trainer gallery cards oh, nice. and a rainbow rare in the same pack. Oh, uh, So that was cool to get a gold and a rainbow in one pack. <laughs> so that was fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, check those out. I actually used to play the card game competitively and I used to like run events and stuff. I miss it, but like I don't miss spending money on the cards. <laughs> yes, and like yep, it that 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 what so Hassan, what do you do with the cards after? Yeah, uh, I organize them and 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 put them in boxes for the most part. Uh, <laughs> so I just kind of collect them. I, I do have a lot of like I would say a lot of like the common, uncommons, and and maybe some of the non-hollow rares. Yeah, um, I do gather those and end up donating that periodically. Okay, um, cool, cool. But a lot of the the hollows and above, I'll just kind of store, and and a, a couple of each of the 
you know, commons and uncommons just for the collection. I'll just save. Sure, sure. No, look, I miss it. I wish. I I, I feel that with Pokemon cards, it, if it if you're into it. It has to now be the only thing that you're into because sets now like have <laughs> 200 cards and like you can't have any other hobby aside from that. Oh, I wish I could learn from that because that is absolutely <laughs> wow. not true for me. I, was say, I can think of like three other collections Hassan has going right. I mean, now. cards alone. I got the Digimon <laughs> cards and then yeah, I got power. I, don't, I could just go on. I, yeah, that's that's a oh, problem man. I have for sure. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I enjoy watching and living vicariously through you. Uh, it, it it helps me not drop fifty bucks on a box. So thank you, Hassan. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll spend well, we... the money for all of you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, we are going to jump in pretty quickly on this episode to our main topic because it has been a while, and I want to do a nice quick uh, episode to sort of shake off the dust. It's been a few months, actually. Time flew. Um, so, uh, we're going to get pretty quickly into our Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet stuff. Um, and just a heads up, we're just talking about the officially released info, uh, for Scarlet and Violet through the videos and the Pokemon website, the stuff that they've kind of officially released because as it is new game speculation season, which I feel like we've been in perpetually for like the past two years, um, it's a good time for this reminder. If there are leaks or rumors, I don't know about them on purpose. If you've been listening to Victory Road for a while, you know this about me. You know this about the show. We've never really dealt in rumors or leaks because um, my preference is always to go in as blind as the press will allow. So if it's out there, I don't know. Uh, and uh, I, you're to- it, I totally don't care if y'all do that. Just, you know, don't at me with it because I love, love, love going in blind. It's so much fun. So that's that's kind of where we're going to keep it today. Um, and that, that always, you know, I think creates at least a space for folks who play that way as well here at Victory Road. So thanks, everybody, for rolling with that. But we're talking a new trailer. We got a new trailer about a week ago when this episode should drop. Um, and it wasn't super long. It was like a few minutes. We don't have a ton of info. Uh, there's still lots of stuff we don't know. Uh, but there are a few headlines I do want to make sure that we touch on. Uh, and then... You know, we can we can sort of freely discuss whatever comes to mind um, as we go through these. The the first one, we have two new professors here, and new to these games, we have version exclusive professors. Uh, these are Professor Sada for Pokemon Scarlet and Professor Turo for uh, Pokemon Violet. Uh, And as folks have been talking about on Line Plenty, their names are shortened versions likely of the words Pasada for past and Futuro for future. Um, And they're both uh, very hot uh, as as Pokemon (laughs) has has been doing lately. So uh, two professors here, very different vibes. um, And uh, and you'll only get one of them. Pretty interesting stuff. What What do you guys think of our new professors? The little bit that we know of them so far. I mean, I like the looks for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. They look very, very interesting, and I, I'm just curious to see how much it will truly differ, you know, between games, um, like what the experience will be. But I suppose it's a natural evolution of just, you know, another type of a, a version difference. Uh, they both mm-hmm. look really cool, so yeah, um, I'm glad it's not, at least to me, very one sided in that, like, oh, everybody, you know, there's like this one professor that. Um, is the better one. At least to me, they both look really interesting. They both are 
unconventional professors in different ways, you know, like they both have yeah. a, if, if there were only one of them, I feel like they would still be pretty unique despite, you know, being two separate professors. Ben, what do you, what do you think of, of the new professors and the sort of past and future of it all? I, so, so are you asking me about just the professors or about like the theme that the games apparently have, which is past and future? I mean, I guess professors first, but we can get into the past and future because their names do very strongly suggest that that'll be at least a, an aesthetic or thematic thing, if not like an actual difference. Right. I'm, you know, I, I, first of all, I really, really like them. I really like them a lot in terms of their look. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a part of me that, you know, we're talking about it and we're saying like, like you're saying with an iron fist, you are only going to see one of these. I'm just saying what they said. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I just roll with whatever they tell me. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But like, what if like we have in Violet, let's say the professor is the good guy. And then the professor from the other game is the bad guy in Violet. Mm -hmm. Like, like, look, I, what I, what I'm saying is that these these characters look really unique and really cool, and I don't think that it would really do well to keep these two characters that are so unique and different looking and different in terms of their ideals in, in, in themes, it appears, restricted to just one game. I think, and I think it's kind of in Pokemon's... Um, pokemon's like brand to sort of like if you're gonna have a two version game you're gonna blend elements of the other version into like elements from one version is gonna spill into the other version right Mm -hmm. like like if when you were playing sword and shield hop got whatever opposite legendary you got like Mm -hmm. there's i and i think i think pokemon can do that with these professors i think that because past and future are competing ideals Right. And so I think that it would be, I think, I, I think that these two professors with the names that they have and with the themes that we've seen so far, just from this three minute trailer, I think we still kind of got a lot. um, We got a lot from it. Um, and I was actually going to come in here hot and say that we didn't <laughs> learn anything, but now that I'm, I'm now, now that we're like talking about it, I'm mm-hmm. realizing like, and, and you kind of like, you can see like, just from like how they're dressed, like, like, uh, what, what, what's the female one? That's Sada. Sada. Yeah. So Sada, she's got like, you know, like a tooth ne- necklace and she almost looks like she's wearing some like prehistoric, like outfit and you can mm-hmm. see that Turo has like a more futuristic sleeker design his his shirt is like more futuristic and everything like that so um i i, I know that this is a very like long way of me saying no like, i i I, like I, I get what you're saying because i think there's there's a distinct possibility that when the pokemon company says you know the prof- your professor depends on the version you get that could just mean the professor who is quote your professor throughout your the mentor. game right yeah yeah that, and that doesn't mean the other one couldn't pop in or be 
uh, a character throughout that they kind of swap for the versions. Also, right. the fact that it's past and future, and we just got a game that dealt with time travel, right. uh, means that too. Pokemon isn't afraid of that sort of thing. So it could be that neither one of these professors is actually from the era that we're playing in, um, or it could be that, you know, uh, one studies the the future and one studies, the, it, you know, there's a number of ways it could play out. And I think you're right. There are a number of ways they could bleed into the other version very like, naturally. Like, like this, this, like looking at them, I, I get very like Maxi and Archie vibes. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, that's a good point. They, they feel like a mixture between a professor and what you would typically associate with, associate with like a team leader, you know? Yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. I love that idea, though, of the, you know, I know we have a lot of past and future, but what if it was a past versus future? And like you said, if the other one was the villain or something like mm-hmm. um, and, and not necessarily even it doesn't have to be maybe a true villain, but whatever they're doing, they think they are the right one. And you get different perspectives right. depending on which game you play or um, that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, and then because we get screwed into a third version every single damn time, <laughs> and the third version's the present. Like, come Professor on, Professor Sente. It's it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's freaking written there. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's really cool stuff that we could get from them. I hope that they, I hope the fact that they have two of them and that they represent a thing that Pokemon loves, which is like two competing ideas or some sort of, you know, binary or something like that, right? The yin and yang of it all. Um, It could be really interesting. I I wouldn't be surprised if these professors served a very different role than professors we've had in the past. Because even in Sword and Shield, they kind of told a a different-ish story with their professors, uh, but they still served sort of the same role. So it would be cool to see if this was like a real... Not just in names not being based on trees. Yeah. Like, it could be a real departure for, like, what a professor is and represents in the game. That, that would be cool. Sword, Sword and Shield felt very much like a passing of the torch for the professor. I don't even remember yeah. the name of the first professor. And I think then, it's Magnolia and Sonia. I, I remember Sonia, but, like, I, but it, it felt very much like Sonia's story. Yeah, like, for sure. Magnolia didn't really play too much of a role outside of the beginning of the game unless i unless i'm forgetting something but no she's she's not a huge huge part of it it's way more sonia because sonia is like out and about and you run into her a bunch i i have to say this entire concept of everything i just said about these two professors is something that i formulated just now talking with both of you. <laughs> this is not something that's been percolating in my head well i think i think what you said about like it didn't feel like we got a ton of information but the more you dig into it uh, it feels like there's a lot. I think that's really true. I don't this think we have answers yeah. as a result of the trailer, but I think there are a lot of questions in there. And if um, somebody online has already like deduced something that I'm basically saying, I apologize. I I've not had time to do any sort of. This is just me talking with my friends. Eh, yeah, whatever. That's that's what that, <laughs> yeah. that's what we do. That's what we yeah. do here. You know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're not on the cutting edge of anything. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so, hanging out. <laughs> Doug, what do you what do you think of the professors? What do you think? Um, I think it's hilarious that they're both basically models. Um, sure. but I do think it's really fun. I do think the dynamic is interesting, and I really hope that the fact that they do break the mold in a number of ways is an indication that their characters also break the mold some way. Mm-hmm. 
I do think Pokemon is sometimes pretty, sometimes, not always, sometimes pretty literal in the way it designs their characters and what their character design and language is supposed to tell us about them. So I'm hoping that the boldness of their designs indicates that they are more than just the person who calls you on the phone to tell you you can't ride your bicycle inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're villains. When you say models, Maybe. they're villains. They're but here's villains. The th- but here's All the thing. models are villains. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, the thing that, that makes me, you know, if we were X number of generations ago, even just a few generations ago, I would, I would have said, no way, they'd never do that. But now I do think Pokemon has veered away from having just blatant villains and they yeah. more have like gray sort of villains, right? Because Chairman Rose is arguably yeah. the villain of sword and shield but he's also kind of that villain that's like i'm just trying to be the most ener- like energy conscious guy ever just at the expense of your freedom you and, know, then, like- and then we had kamado <laughs> and um in arceus yeah exactly so it, it's less like i want to take over the world and more like oops i need to take over the world to do this thing that's good for you i swear right um, yeah, so right, i wouldn't be yeah. surprised if these villains were morally gray in a way that we're not used to uh, but you know, if they're professors, they'll be redeemed. It's totally fine guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, one thing that's always exciting, uh, we got new Pokemon. We got five new Pokemon revealed. Uh, we got three sort of, I'm assuming early game Pokemon. They feel like it. One of them is yeah. very obviously a very early game. I'm assuming all three of them are. And then we also got our first look and the names of our box legendary. So we'll break them into those two groups. The the ones we got that are just sort of the early game ones are Palmy, which is the electric mouse Pokemon, literally classified as electric mouse. So they're not even pretending it's not a Pikachu clone. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but it, it's one of the furthest departures, I think, for a Pikachu clone. Yeah. Um, which is which is nice to see. Um, we got Lechonk, which is a little pig that the internet is losing its ish over, um, and Smoliv, which is like a little anxious olive. I think they're all pretty neat. Hassan, do you have a favorite of the three? Um, well, first, I, I just I, I thought it was kind of interesting that all of the Pokemon, aside from the legendaries that we've seen so far, are seem like just very small, cutesy, almost like babyish style, you know, <laughs> they, Pokemon. They do feel know? like baby Pokemon, don't they? Like typically, yeah. with Lechonk maybe not quite like has a little bit more of a, a standard design, but Smoliv feels straight up like a baby Pokemon. Yeah. So when they're all like revealing them, I'm like, is this like a new aesthetic that we're going for <laughs> a new thing in this region? Uh, but no, I think, I think out of the three, my favorite is, uh, is Palmy. It just looks so like kind of fluffy and interesting i don't know it looks mm-hmm. looks looks fun and i'm very curious to see you know if it evolves and what it what it would turn into but it just uh um th- there's one picture they have on the website too where it's just kind of standing up and his like arms out with a smile it just looks so cute um so i i, I really like palmy yeah, Palmy's fun. Its description is that it basically... It, what's funny is its description is that it does the exact thing that Pikachu's been doing in the anime for a few series now, which is it, like, rubs its cheeks yeah. at, like mm-hmm. to, to sort of build up electric charge and then uses that to actually make its attacks. So I'm excited to see this one in animation because that, that Pikachu move gets me hyped every single time. Yeah. Um, but if there's sure. a new aesthetic, uh, Hassan, I think it's just round. <laughs> just yeah. make everything round. <laughs> that uh, is true. Uh Ben, what do you what do you think of these three new early early game friends? 
Well, remember in our chat um, when I said that I was going to go hot? Oh, here uh, we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like any of these. No, um, they're not doing it for you? Well, look, here's the thing. This feels like we've gotten this before. The new trailer comes out, and mm-hmm. you show us, like, the early Pokemon, and, like, they're Pokemon that are going to sell plushies and everything like that. Like, yeah, you got, you, you have to do like cute Pokemon and I love cute Pokemon and everything like that. I don't like the idea of meme Pokemon. <laughs> I really like, I really don't. Sure. In fact, in fact, after this week's whole Morbius meme thing, like I'm, I'm, I'm very doubt. I'm, I'm tired of it and i and and i'm sorry that i'm like coming in here being the anti-fun dad but it's like the lechonk memes and the and the small of memes i i don't i don't care for it (laughs) and i don't and i and i and i don't care for the pokemon social media team like going hard about it leaning into it (laughs) like yeah, yeah yeah like memes come and go and these Pokemon are going to come and go. These Pokemon are not going to be iconic. None of them are going to be. Maybe, these, because these, Yamper was one of these early releases, and people still love Yamper. Okay, the last... But Yamper wasn't I, really a meme. Yamper well. wasn't a... Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it was a Corgi, and Corgi, Corgi are, Corgis are, like, easy targets for memes and sure. stuff. They're, like, very cute dogs. But, like, I... If I'm thinking about the last time we had like an iconic Pokemon, like it's probably Lucario or Greninja, and Pokemon hasn't really captured that lightning in the bot. Like they tried to do that with Zor- Zorark. Um, remember the movie that came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my big problem is that I don't want Pokemon to just introduce a slew of Pokemon that everybody is going to forget about. I think that's a fair concern. I think it's also, I think there's also a balance thing to it. Cause I think the Pokemon you highlighted are sort of part of a, a category. Right. And then I think, I think all Pokemon fall into sort of honestly, sort of like contest style categories where it's like, here are cool Pokemon. Here are cute Pokemon. Here yeah. are, you know, this or that Pokemon. Power, all that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think like w- when you were trying to think of, you know, the most recent iconic uh, Pokemon, my first thought was Mimikyu. But I think there's an mm. argument to be made that Mimikyu falls into what you're considering sort of like a, a mimetic Pokemon, right? Um, but I do think that one sort of transcended its generation a little bit. Um, but it's kind of in a different category. So I think it's just kind of how, how they're used or whatever. I think there are some from... Uh, Galar that will continue to uh, carry forward as one that people like a whole lot. Like um, what's uh, Toxtricity, I think people still cite as one of their favorites just of all time, which is really wild for a new Pokemon. And not to interrupt interrupt on that, but I continue, continue. Well, I was just going to say, but came came to mind. Yeah. It wasn't one of the ones that was, it was sort of a surprise to people, right? It wasn't one of the marketed, pokemon it wasn't like we're selling this game with toxtricity um i think the current trend is to sell sell them with the more cute stuff because you're right it does sell merchandise right and i think it is the type of thing that transcends sort of like the folks who are paying attention right now into the greater mimetic universe which i you know i i get why folks wouldn't like it but i also totally understand why they do it i think that toxtricity 
is what should have been an iconic Pokemon for Galar. I haven't seen people like going gaga over it, but but now that you're saying that it wasn't part of the marketing, it should have been. Yeah, and it also didn't have a heavy feature in the anime as far as I know, right? Which really helps. Right. You know, that right. helps with Lucario and Greninja. And yeah. I think with the last couple of games too, I feel like earlier on they were really also pushing the regional variants a bit more. Oh yeah. Whereas this time we haven't seen that yet. So it's a slightly different approach, at least earlier on in the marketing, uh, to focus on something completely new versus, oh, here's this new take on something you already yeah. know. Especially when you think about Sun and Moon, right? When they're introducing that idea, that was like a huge piece of the marketing was like, look how tall this executor is, you know? Right, right. Um, we'll see if, I mean, I, I would be shocked if there weren't regional variants, but I, will, so I wouldn't be surprised oh, if... There if, will be. Yeah, there will I, be. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. There's got to be some, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they really back off of that being like the selling point. Because at this point, it's fair game, right? It's not just Kanto. It's not just nostalgic stuff. At this point, I'm assuming, hoping uh, that it'll just be whatever makes sense to them in the moment as opposed to trying to breathe new life into things. Who was uh, the first regional variant that they showed off for Sword and Shield? For Sword and Shield, I, it was probably Weezing, That's but I don't right. know for sure. It, yeah, no, 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 you're right. It was Weezing, and then it was surfetched through a website. Yeah, surfetched oh, was yeah. a whole, like, mystery, right? That, they yeah, did the yeah. whole, like, here's a weird glitch. Yeah, they glitched out the website uh, for that. For that. Yeah, website. and then Ponyta was through, like, a 30-hour yeah. video, Cerebi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sure was. And um, <laughs> uh, I kind of like that sort of stuff. I know I just said that I don't like memes and that sort of stuff, but like, I like, I don't know. No, I, I get the distinction. I get yeah, the distinction for that. You're, yeah, you're talking, you like the, the interesting ways of revealing some of those Pokemon versus the Pokemon themselves, it sounds yeah, like. Right, yeah, unleashing something yeah. onto the internet yeah. knowing that people will market it for you, basically. Yeah, like, look, I I I feel that, look, every every Pokemon out there is somebody's favorite. Totally. There was somebody in college who told me Ivysaur is their favorite Pokemon. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Me, Latios, Lucario, Salamence, and Lugia. Like, those are my favorites. Mm -hmm. I do feel that, like, Lechonk and Smolov, like, are going to be forgettable. And this Pikachu clone that I've already forgotten the name of is also going to be <laughs> forgettable. I don't know, <laughs> man. People love a pig Pokemon. I, here's the thing. Can I can I give you a silver maybe, lining may, for Lechonk? Maybe because I'm Jewish. Maybe because I'm Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say, uh, I may, you know, may, I'm kind of with you. I actually don't really like Lechonk, so maybe that's an unpopular <laughs> opinion. But um, I think I think Lechonk was the one people first sort of reacted to. I think Smolive's kind of taken over a little bit. Yeah. Um, but here's 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 what I think the silver lining is for Lechonk, right? And this goes outside the sort of um, can we meme this uh, thing. I like that our our first normal early game Pokemon that is often, but not always, often some sort of rodent variant. I like that it's something different this time. Presumably okay. yeah. Lechonk is like our early normal what would be a rodent. I think that's neat. Mm -hmm. If if that's the case. I welcome that. I welcome a pig over um, 
over rats <laughs> and <Pat> rat. <laughs> yeah or rattata even like yeah, or yeah. or young goose like all mm-hmm. of that like oh gosh yeah. I, I welcome i welcome that idea I think um, it's like uh, it's it that it's kind of what Wulu was, right? That was like our early right. early game normal. So if they're gonna if they're gonna move away from rodents, I'll at least give them a point for that. That's yeah. fair. Do you think that the Pokemon art team is like? Do you feel that like their design team in terms of the Pokemon that they're coming up with? Do you think? Do you feel like they are improving? Like, what are your thoughts? I don't know that it, it's so hard to say. I don't feel like it necessarily goes up or down. It's just kind of like, I, I don't know. It's so hard to just describe in general. Um, yeah. I feel like there's always going to be certain designs that are, you know, good and some that just kind of are a miss for me. Um, so it, it's really hard to say in general. Um, Pokemon is a weird um a weird franchise like a weird creature franchise for this reason i think like if you tried to tell people what a pokemon looked like if you tried to tell somebody i want you to draw a pokemon here are the parameters i think it would be hard to do like to capture Mm -hmm. the entirety of it but i think it often falls into the realm of well i know what looks like a pokemon and what doesn't though and we know that the Pokemon company clearly has some sort of parameters because they describe Ultra Beast as explicitly breaking their own rules. So we know right. they have some sort of rules. It's just I don't know what the rules are. And I think mm-hmm. the rules probably uh, evolve, uh, pun intended, I guess, um, with the generations, right? Because you have Fakemon artists who specifically try to redraw Pokemon outside of their generation, and it's really obvious when you look at something from Kanto, like a seal, versus yeah. something from Galar. You know, like it just looks wildly. Or honestly, here's a good good example: Oddish versus Smoliv. I feel like have very different design aesthetics, but they're kind of like the same Pokemon as far as we know. You like know, you they're like take, a little you, you seed. Could, yeah, you could take both of them and put them side by side and be like, yes, these could live in the same world. Yeah, it, you could envision a world yeah. where Oddish never existed and Small of did instead, or vice versa. You know, right? Um, but so, I also feel like it, it is a little different nowadays too, because of the fact that the artwork that you see versus the three D model in the game. Oh yeah, can also yeah. make quite a difference. You know, sometimes one versus the other really like changes your perception of uh, of. <laughs> whether you like the design or not oh, uh, i'm thinking of that, that uh, really makes a difference biberel from uh seeing biberel or bibarel or however you say that name in 3d was horrifying to me i was like <laughs> right. i don't want to see this 3d model ever again please don't yeah. do this yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i think yeah. i think you're some, right hassan because like they have yeah. to design with different things in mind some that are more animated too i think of like hisui and typhlosion i was like interesting concept but like i don't know if the artwork was fully doing it for me when you see it in in person it's like a little bit more interesting just because of the animation as well so some of that i think they lean into that a bit more nowadays because they know they have the the animated 3d models versus the the sprites of the olden days yeah i think also ben with with there being now nearly a thousand pokemon yeah um i think that each generation is more likely to have something that feels unique to the aesthetic of Pokemon than we would have gotten in like gens one through five, where I think they were trying to hold more closely to what the aesthetic was. Cause like, I think of something like ice Q, 
I don't feel like I think that's pretty far from what a Pokemon typically looks like, but I don't really mind because it's like a weird one off like, oh, you're a weird one, aren't you? You know, right, right. No, no, you're right. And I think Ice Q is actually a really good one to sort of look at as something that's like not necessarily that you would think of in terms of a Pokemon, even Turtonator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and to, to a lesser extent, Drampa. But like, yeah, yeah. But there, there are definitely. I, I think there's always kind of that that impossible to nail down line where you're like, this does or doesn't look like a Pokemon. So, and, and honestly, I think that line is being teetered uh, for some folks with our box legendaries. Uh, yes. How do you like that mm-hmm. segue? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Or else I would have been stuck on this. <laughs> um, we did. We did get our box legendaries, Coridon and Miraidon, um, and uh, I think they look cool as heck. But I was also very surprised to see them because I do think they they kind of push the boundaries of what I would expect Pokemon to look like. And I know legendaries often do that, but there's something about these two that I can't fully put my finger on outside of they kind of look a little bit like Digimon. <laughs> well, yeah. And I don't they know have. what a Digimon looks like either. It's it's another thing where you're like, well, that either looks like a Digimon or a Pokemon. And I feel like this is, is teetering more closely to Digimon than Pokemon has ever gotten. <laughs> Coridon looks like Betamon, actually. Yeah, I, I think they really do have certain characteristics. I mean, the fact that they appear to be vehicle dragons, you mm-hmm. know, like I think that right there screams Digimon. What if we took an animal and also made it half of a jet? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they did that already. They did that with Latios and Latios. That's true. That's a good things. point. That's a good point. <laughs> but, but but you know what it is? It it's it's their it's their faces that but make I love it. them though. No, 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 no. I'm not so no. cool. But I get you, I I agree with you. They look different. They are cool, but I'm saying it's their faces that make them look like Digimon. And the wheel on the one's chest. <laughs> and the, and yeah. there's that too. Do you want to talk about like their names? Sure. I saw that. I think one person said Mirai is all maybe also related future. to future. It is. So like, I mean, I, I it's Mirai. I know there's Mirai Sentai Time Ranger. I think. Oh uh, yeah, good call. There's also Mirai yeah. Trunks, Future Trunks from Dragon okay. Ball Z. Do we know is Korai past? Is it is it one to one like that? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, I think it's something. I looked it up on like Google Translate. It was something like ancient or something. So it's okay. along those lines. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they obviously, they. I mean, they obviously sort of represent their respective professors, right? Turo is the future guy who is sort of sleek and has a weird tech suit. Miraidon is the the purple future one who looks more metal and has jets for feet uh, and has like digital eyes. Uh, so it's you know they're they're in line with their sort of respective professors and games. So if if we're making the link with the professors, I'm I'm going to ask you: Would you rather? The professors of, let's say you're playing Violet, and let's say Turo is your mentor, and then all of a sudden Turo is evil, and he wants to resurrect Maridon, and then you have to work with Sada to stop him, and then blah, 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 blah. Or, mm-hmm. or would you rather be playing Violet, and Turo is a good guy, and Sada is the evil one? Would you rather your mentor be evil, or would you rather the alternate professor be evil? Because because I think that that is absolutely where we are headed with these. Do you have a gut reaction yeah. to that, Asin? I I mean I in general would probably want the alternate professor to be the villain, just because if you pick a certain one, 
I feel like whether consciously or subconsciously, it's like, like if I pick the one that's the more future themed, I would want, I'd maybe be more aligned with the future vision. And so to me, the past is the opposite and that's who we're fighting against sort of a thing. So I would want it to be like, I'm on the side of the version I'm choosing and aligned with that professor. But ultimately I, I think either way could be an interesting story. Yeah, I'm right. I'm a little conflicted because I I don't I I like when games are willing to surprise me or you know do uh like write narratives that really catch you off guard or sort of flip themselves on their heads and whatnot. But and some people are gonna hate that I'm saying this, but I do tend to look for certain things from a Pokemon game. I know um, Derek and Tommy and I talked about this when the three of us talked about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Sometimes it's nice, and this is just me, some folks don't need this, but sometimes it's nice to play a Pokemon game because there is a general sort of like reliability and um, like atmosphere about them where you feel like you're kind of um, safe. Not not that the game has to be safe, but like you as a player are kind of safe. Like you're not actually fighting other people. Um, they are arguably, I have huge quotes here, not violent <laughs> because of that fact. You know, you're not fighting other folks, uh, even though you're making animals fight. And so my gut reaction is to say I would rather the opposing professor be the bad guy, but... You know, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that loves games that really sort of like play on your emotions like that, you know, yeah. to have you grow close to your mentor and have your mentor turn out to be a bad guy. So I think it's yeah. it's I'm I'm fine either way. And I think it's just a matter of if it still feels like Pokemon at the end of the day for me. If we're talking about the designs for the legends, I like them. I was lukewarm when I first saw them. And I'll be honest, I was lukewarm on this whole trailer. <laughs> um and 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 I think it might have been because this came out right after the premiere of the new or maybe it was right before the premiere of the new Sonic game footage mm-hmm. that made me feel really weird. So like we've got a lot of open world games coming out mm-hmm. and um everybody wants to chase after Breath of the Wild. Every game wants to inject their own breath of the wild flavor into it i don't know like i want to talk about the region a little bit oh we will there's one thing i want to get to character yeah. before we get to all that because i think that'll be the biggest chunk yeah um i will say well i'll, I'll save it till we talk about the open world piece i just want to talk about nimona for a hot second here because Nim- we're introduced to a character named nimona who is told to us uh, or who's introduced to us as our rival. Yes. And the yes. reason I want to bring up Nimona, not because they've told us anything about her, uh, but because I think she has a pretty conspicuous piece of hardware on her arm. Uh, I don't know if you... you the can... right arm? I'm looking at the trailer right now. Yep, yes. She yeah. has basically like a gauntlet on, on her arm, uh, and we have been sort of trained at this point... Uh, to expect some sort of uh, gimmick, gimmick, just say it. Gadget, I was going to say. Hey, gimmick. <laughs> gimmick. I will say gimmick. Gimmick's also not a bad thing, uh, but we expect we expect to see a gadget that tells us something about the gimmick, or that there is some sort of gimmick. We've seen a few of them now in a row, um, and so I, I expect we'll have something. But I think she is our first introduction to like, oh hey, here's a thing. Look at the thing. 
Um, yeah. But who knows? The characters also wear pretty much the same thing, so it could literally just be the one thing that makes her look different. I, I definitely think that is a possibility. The only thing that might, you know, throw a curveball is the fact that they say that it doesn't seem that she's the best at throwing Pokeballs. So I wonder if that, like, <laughs> love in some way is just kind of helps her and her grip or something. Yeah. You know, like it's it's something for that. Yeah. You know, I did look at reason. it. Um, I did look at it very know. closely to make sure that it wasn't. Uh, and, and I could still be wrong, right? Cause who knows, but I wanted to make sure that it didn't look like it was meant to be part of her arm. Cause I didn't yeah. want to be like, Oh, look at this gadget. And it's literally just like, she has a prosthetic arm, <laughs> mm. but it does look like something she wears. So no, it could it, just, yeah, yeah it could just be right. something that helps her throw, uh, which I don't know, could also be part of the game. Who knows? This is the first time I'm actually even seeing this. I, I didn't even think about any of this. I, was ready to be like, where is the gimmick for this game? Oh, and don't now worry. We found it for you. You <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> but what's it going to do? That's the question. I don't know. I, I think with gimmicks, and maybe I don't know if this is jumping ahead or not, I feel like the end of the trailer maybe was a tease for a gimmick. I don't know what that gimmick is. You mean after the Legends that, and everything? Yeah, that weird, like, you know, like... Stylized Pokeball. Thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's a hint at another Pokemon or something else, but also what I noticed while we were on this call is look at the background of the website, and it kind of matches that crystal. Like, I have the trailer up, and it kind of, like, sort of has got, like, a crystal sort of, like, a design. It's just plain mm-hmm. white, but... Um, so again, I don't know if that's supposed to be more important or not, or it's just a Hassan, are choice. You saying, are you saying that we're finally going to get the crystal onyx? <laughs> that, I mean, that would be pretty, pretty cool, but, uh, you know, uh, I wish, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of a gimmick that would be, but I just wonder if that means something. So then I thought maybe gimmick or I don't know. You know, I, I think that I don't think that's a bad call because I think the fact that Nimona is being introduced to us, uh, with really very little other than we know she's not good at throwing pokeballs she has this gauntlet that no one else seems to wear and we have that little thing at the end with the pokeball and then that's mimicked in the background we've seen gimmicks that have to do with evolution we've seen gimmicks that have to do with attacking i wonder if there's a gimmick in this one that has to do with catching in some way i wonder if there's some way to uh i don't this is i'm pulling this out of literally nowhere but like, if there is a way to uh, affect your Pokemon by catching it in a particular way, you know, instead of Mega evolving it, maybe there's a way to make it a variant or access it in a different way or boost it in a different way or it has exclusive characteristics in a certain way through a gimmick. I, I don't know, but it, it, I wonder if it has something to do with catching this time instead of actually like battling or attacking. That'd be interesting. Wow, it really does say that she isn't good at throwing Pokeballs. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. one of the few things we learn about her. She's very good at battling, but she's very bad at catch or throwing, I guess. This is so. very, that's very weird. Yeah. I, I weird... think it has to mean something. I just don't know what. <laughs> My biggest disappointment sometimes with, with Pokemon speculation is that sometimes we take a look at something and then it's like, it has to mean something and then it means nothing. Oh, and look. Then, right. I don't know if anyone's listening to this. I don't know Jack, so don't take anything I say as gospel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun to speculate, but I don't know anything. The one mm. thing that I'm learning from reading the website is that Professor Sada really needs to put her lab coat in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, hers is kind of orangey. His is kind of purpley. <laughs> it's not. 
But orangey makes it a little look a little bit dirtier than purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both put it in the washing machine. They just washed it with their other clothes. With the rest of their clothes. It it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, you know, I don't always like the rivals. I think that having a female rival is awesome. Because now it's it's going to be like no matter which character that you play as, you, you get the female rival guaranteed. Yeah. Um. And I and I like that. I'm I'm hoping that she has moments where she can be a jerk. Uh. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. We haven't had that really since Silver. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've we've um, they've they've really stuck to the like rival in the more like competitive sense than the like uh enemy sense you know i i i like somebody being antagonistic (laughs) i don't know why i you know what i i think it it really challenges you like it makes you want to like really beat them did bead not give that to you (laughs) bead was very forgettable and and i think bead was more on a personal discovery yeah like Bede his, was lashing out. Bede was lashing out. <laughs> Bede, Bede had some problems at home and that that wasn't anything. I do wonder <laughs> if Nimona is a reaction to Hop. I mean their their reaction to their own character, right? Hop yeah. is uh, kind of not good at battling, at least whenever you battle him, you know? Sure. And so I wonder if Nimona is going to be sort of a pendulum swinging the other way where she is like, they say she's good at battling. Is she just going to kick my butt a lot? You know, I'd be okay with that, but I could see where that could be frustrating. <laughs> I like the idea of, of us getting like a, a much tougher rival. Like one thing that I really liked in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was that Wally, at, right before you fought the uh, the Elite Four, he shows up and he's like, everybody used to put me down, not anymore. I'm coming here with a really rockin' track, and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna prove that I belong here. Like, I like that attitude. Yeah. And if they flesh that out just a little bit more in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, like, by having him, like, come in and, like, foreshadowing that, I think that would have been, like, really tight. Um, I... I I hope to see a rival, if not Nimona, then a future game that has something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm here for it for sure. So time will tell. I I think that she's going to be our introduction to the gimmick. I think right now she's just teasing the gimmick. So hopefully she also gets to be a full, fully fleshed out character who kicks our butt every now and then, and not just a busted arm. And not just a busted arm. Right. I mean, if she has a busted arm, that's fine. That would that's be fine. That's fine. Pokemon, I, I only point it out, because, not because I think you're you're knocking it or anything, but just because Pokemon does a good job with diversity, especially lately. Yeah. Um, but the one thing they haven't really done a whole lot of is, like, actual physical differences. So yeah. it would be actually just kind of cool if she just had that a sort of cool. prosthetic arm. That's, that, that's <laughs> not true. Detective Pikachu did have a disabled person be the villain. Oh, well, we'd love to see that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm uh. for folks who didn't read that. <laughs> That that um, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on to the headline. I think the thing that's been a headline uh, since they that teaser, um, which is that they are touting this as an open world game. And and 
there was a distinction I saw somebody make on YouTube where they said, look, they've called it an open world game, but they've called it an open world game specifically on their social media. This is the first time the official website or official like materials uh, outside of their social media, which I know is official, but like official materials are calling it an open world. And I just want to read part of what it says on the website, which is this is a, a world that you're free to explore at your leisure and not in an order dictated by the story that's on their website. So we have at least a bit mm-hmm. of an idea of what they, they're considering an open world. Um, I always get nervous when people talk about open world because it doesn't automatically mean like Skyrim. It doesn't automatically mean Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? Like you can have something that is technically open world and not work the way that those do, but that is promising and that is exciting. I think, you know, Ben, you mentioned a lot of games want to have that Breath of the Wild element, but open world is something people have been wanting from Pokemon since Gen 1. They have they have been imagining what it would be like on an N64 to play in an open environment, if not a full-fledged open world. So them talking about exploring the world not being dictated by the story, I think that's something fans have wanted well before they even knew what a Breath of the Wild was. The idea that you could go to any gym first, maybe? The fact that you could choose where to start, maybe? The fact that you could see something and be like, I'd rather just go there instead of going you know, through this desert, maybe? Um, I think that, to me, is exciting, even just based on a little bit we know so far. I have been wanting an open world Pokemon game for years. And when I, I, I just want to like clarify that when I was saying we're getting a lot of open world games, I'm just saying like, I don't want it like to be overwhelmed by just a bunch of open world games. Oh, I feel you. Come, come the winter. I like, feel you. I, I you know. firmly, I think it's, I think it's cool when one game can unlock the potential of other franchises, but not every game needs to be all things. Um, so I feel you. I feel you. And they don't all have to be released at the same time. Yes. Um, um, but but look, um, I think, and and I and I mentioned this on our Arceus uh, episode that like the big problem that I have with Pokemon is that it feels like, in some way, the last real quote unquote complete 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 vision in terms of a pokemon game was probably heart gold soul silver and everything else was sort of a stepping stone as they got towards this real true 3d era like black and white was kind of a mess in terms of like trying to give us like a 3d world and what 3d pokemon could look like it was the first stepping stone. You can make an argument that Diamond and Pearl were sort of the first stepping stone, but like, I felt like Platinum was really more complete, and then Heart Gold Soul Silver was really more complete. And, and I apologize if I'm not making any sense to both. No, of you. I like, I do understand what you're saying. I don't know if I subscribe to your idea on this, but I get what you're saying, right? That, that's fair. So I I I think as I understand what you're saying, like there is the sort of platonic ideal of what a Pokemon game could be, and each one of them sort of works its way closer. I've always thought of it just as like, what can we do next? I think it. I think both of those things can be true just based on what it is you're looking from a Pokemon game. So I, I don't necessarily think of it the same way you do, but I don't necessarily think what you're saying is wrong. I don't. I. I it's right, and and 
and I, I just don't want to be in a place where I'm like, well, we're at another stepping stone. Like, like with Sword and Shield. <laughs> I would challenge you then to, to, to move away from the platonic ideal because it's probably never going to be the game you want it to be. I know, I know. <laughs> like but Pokemon yeah, is always going to just continue to, to evolve, right? With but, no, 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 no. I want it to continue to evolve, but I want us to like, like, look, when Sword and Shield came out, they had the wild area. And I feel like the wild area is such a weird, first of all, it's a weird name for a place. And second of all, it was like, it's $60 for them to test the ground of something without giving us something that's fully realized yet. And then Arceus comes out, or no, well, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, but that was a different studio and a remake. But then Arceus was like uh, the appetizer to what this is. And I'm hoping that this is the true main course. And that this is no longer an appetizer. Does that does that make sense? I hear what I, you're I mean, saying. It, it... I, I just caution you against some of the hope because I do think the reason you look at some of the games the way you do is because you've been waiting for the open world game for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if you've been waiting for the open world game for so long, I don't know that Pokemon, when they were making Diamond and Pearl the first time and Black and White the first time, I don't know that that was part of their long-term plan like it was part of your long-term plan because that's the game you wanted but i don't think it was like let's take an incremental step to this thing we know we're going to do 15 years from now you know yeah, yeah. sorry hasan i think i cut you off though no no i yeah i think you articulated it well i, I think like for me and, and that's the interesting thing now seeing where this series is going is i don't necessarily Maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I don't necessarily need an open world. I mean, I'm fine with it, but I, to me, like I, whatever it is, I just want to have the feeling that I am, as I'm playing the game, I am building towards something. And so mm -hmm. if that is something more linear that, you know, walks me through a certain path that I needed to go, um, I'm fine with that. Or if it's something that's more open, as long as the way that it's constructed, I feel like I'm continuing to move forward in my progress then great you know like breath of the wild being a great example of open world but i felt like whatever i was doing i was always you know building towards something i always felt like i was getting better and, and heading towards the final goal so that's the only thing is whatever pokemon ends up doing i just hope that i have that that feeling that sense of a direction or that i'm being guided towards the end because i actually I, I don't often finish a pokemon game i actually maybe get halfway through a game and then for the most part you know, oddly enough, I'm not big on RPGs. Pokemon's kind of an exception. So a lot of the <laughs> more monotonous things that come with the game tend to slog me down. Sword and Shield was actually the first game in, in many generations that I beat the story because I felt like I was kind of progressing towards something and I was really invested in that. And the wild area was, it was an interesting thing that I would play around with sometimes, but um, it just felt like an extra thing in the game, you know? So with this, I'm in whatever way this game is designed with Scarlet and, and Violet, I just hope that it still gives me a sense of progress through the game or at least something that's guiding me in the right direction versus being, here's the whole world, you figure out what to do, and I'm kind of like just overwhelmed and mm -hmm. you know I guess I guess maybe I wasn't like totally clear. I wanna like I okay, I should say this. I've wanted an open world Pokemon since the beginning, but like as I've gotten older, I I I more want what 
you, Hassan, have basically just explained in what you want as an experience with playing a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. I don't want a game that feels like an appetizer anymore, whether it's open world or not. Mm-hmm. And Sword and Shield, like games since after HeartGold SoulSilver have felt like appetizers. They haven't felt like complete works. They felt like appetizers. There has been something that's been missing. Maybe not Black 2, White 2. But X and Y, there felt like there there felt like there was something that was missing. And maybe it was that maybe if maybe it was so minuscule that it that it irked me, like the fact that there wasn't any story element to Zygarde. And that they were like, oh, we're going to wait for Z, and then, oh, wait, we're not going to do Z, we're just going to put it in Sun and Moon. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it literally is stuff that they will admit they didn't include, right? And and that stuff is easy to sort of point to. I mean, honestly, Ben, like, I hope this game is that for you, because then... I'll have a better idea of like what has been missing from the games, you know, and then I can kind of see it a little bit more clearly yeah. from your perspective. I mean, like I get, I, I do, I don't want you to think I'm not understanding you. Cause I do think I understand what you're saying. I just want you to get a game that you like fully, you know, Doug, I'm rooting for it so much about me. And, <laughs> and like, it's such a, it's such a stupid want of mine. I don't no, know. I don't think it is. Like, I, I don't think it's weird to want to be fulfilled by a game. Right. And I think, you know, yeah. that, that means different things for different people, right? So for yeah. me, Sword and Shield is, is the Pokemon game I poured the most amount of hours into because it just scratched the right itches for me personally. Does it mean I love mm-hmm. everything it did? No, not necessarily, but it scratched the right itches, you know? I like other Pokemon games better than that one, but for some reason I could just keep going back to it. You know, if there's a game that I think fulfills me in one play better, that's great too, you know? I I I mean I poured a lot of time into Sword and Shield, but for the wrong reasons. It was mostly shiny hunting at the very beginning of the game. But <laughs> like, wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But but like, look, I loved the feeling of Arceus a lot. I loved it a lot. But the thing that I didn't like about Arceus was how the the Pokedex was just so small and that you were running into the same Pokemon no matter where you went. That that was a big problem for me. I want this game to have a big Pokedex that's go and a big Pokedex that definitely reflects on the giant world that they are building. Um, yeah, I think that is important, right? Like in an open world game, especially, you want to continue to have that sense things. of exploration or new things yeah. that you're discovering. Um, so you need that variety. You need the 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 large amount of um differences in the places that you go and things you experience that's important not it's not enough to just have different terrain it's not enough to just have different items it's not enough to just have new characters like you have to show me like that this is a world that is terraformed and it's completely different because of the ecosystem that is there and the different pokemon that are there yeah, no, I get that. I I, uh, I will say, and this I think this will this will kind of lead uh, very well into the last thing I want to ask you guys. But I, I will say, everybody, I do not and and throw rocks at me all you want. I already I have. Do them. not think you should expect the whole Pokedex, but I think oh, there will think be plenty. Already... Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but I'm. I, yeah, I, I, I think they've think all but gone. said it if they haven't said yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm over like 
I'm I'm more than over that. I'm I'm yeah. like I'm I don't just saying want... it because some people aren't. <laughs> uh, sure, but I don't I don't think that we need a one thousand Pokemon Pokedex, but we need more than a two hundred something that was yeah. Oh, totally. Well, like, and I think the best way to think of it, even in retrospect, is I know they called Arceus a core series game. I still think the best way to think of it is a spinoff. You know, Pokemon Snap probably new Pokemon Snap probably could have had some more Pokemon, but I don't think about it that much because I'm like it's a spinoff and it's doing a very yeah. specific thing. Yeah. So, but this does this does lead into what I'm what I want to ask. And Ben, I know one of them you, you're kind of already talking about, which is stuff you want to see from this game. Clearly, you want to see like a big, robust Pokedex. What other kind of stuff do you want to see in, in Scarlet and Violet? Let, let me expand on the whole Pokedex thing first because I don't want to see too much old Pokemon. A big thing that I think Pokemon has done is that when they did black and white, no no old Pokemon were available, just new Pokemon. And I think that that was a little too much of a pendulum swing in one direction that rubbed people the wrong way. And then they pendulum swung in a different direction for black two, white two. And then they sort of held that pendulum there throughout but at the expense of making less Pokemon per region. A happy medium is sort of like 65% new Pokemon, 45% old Pokemon. I think there should be more new Pokemon than old Pokemon. I don't think that that's going to happen, though. I think at this point, that would be very hard to do. I think, I, I, I think you're right. Um, when I'm saying new Pokemon, though, I am including regional variants. Sure, sure. And I think it's imp- and I, and I think that that is the most important thing that Pokemon has sort of added, and and it 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 was long overdue. Like they should have been doing that for a while. Like, of course, old Pokemon would be transformed by whatever ecosystem that they live in, whatever region that they live in. Like that should have been happening already, and I'm glad that. It's been expanded upon with uh, Galar and uh, the Hisui region. And I I hope, and I would be very shocked if they didn't do that. Yeah, for sure. Look, when I watch this trailer, my big problem that I have is that it feels kind of empty, and I don't want it to feel empty. Sure. So fill it up. <laughs> fill it up put, put a lot of new pokemon in there we've already talked about it but i am very interested in the idea of a non-linear story mm-hmm. and i'm very interested in the idea of four-person co-op i don't know if i'll necessarily do that but i like the idea that other players would be able to do that yeah i like that freedom yeah i'm excited to learn more about whatever that is they've they really haven't told us what it is other than they're four so i'm excited yeah. for whenever we get the the trailer that really just features that so. yeah yeah Hassan, what are what are some things that you're you're hoping to see from Scarlet and Violet? Yeah, I think, you know, sort of two parts to it is one, what I'm looking to get out of a game, I'm just gonna say like I want similar qualities that I got out of Sword and Shield in the sense that I felt like some of the 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 towns and locations you went to had interesting aesthetics and kind of, you know, stood out. Um in, in different ways. And I'm blanking on the name of the one town, but the one that there was like all the glowing, like kind of luminescent style, like yeah. uh, uh, look and feel. It's, um, it's the one with the most like, uh, like English name there is. So I never <laughs> remember. Isn't it mushroom, the one with... Mushroomville. Mushroomville. Sure. 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Um, but, you know, like things like that, like that really stand out because I, I love when, you know, the, the towns and the cities have just distinct personalities to them. Yeah. But I, I love that, like, the gyms felt like momentous occasions, like being mm. in an arena, you know, and the Dynamax stuff. I mean, I'm not necessarily married to like Dynamax as the best gimmick, but at least it felt dynamic and, and really added something to like the gym battles you know Mm -hmm. it felt like i was always progressing towards something and then like the sort of a tournament style at the end was like a oh this is like a final hurrah let's all you know like who's gonna win in the end like it just kind of i don't know everything just kept building towards something so i want that sense in the story in scarlet and violet of i want things to feel meaningful to feel like i'm you know um uh progressing through this story in an interesting way and i guess that's just in general for every pokemon game but i think the what i look for from generation to generation is the more like accessible that the games have become because as i mentioned i'm not big on rpgs but the fact that over the years they've really improved on a lot of the more monotonous things i think are great i think some of the things that i'm looking yes quality of life that's the terminology that's the what i was what i was looking for yeah but things like, you know, when you're trying to do raid battles and stuff, sometimes those, the invites were kind of funky. And it's just, I, I feel like there's there's ways that they could make online or multiplayer aspect a bit more seamless and interesting. And I'm hoping with this four player thing that they're talking about, that that is the case. And it seemed like, at least from the one piece of the trailer where the trainer's like kind of out in the field and they're throwing the Pokeballs and kind of trading, you know, it just mm-hmm. seems like maybe... This is now a, oh, you can do some of these things whenever you want versus having to physically go to a certain spot or a certain thing to make something happen. So just the more yeah. open and accessible and uh, the more freedom you have to do things when you want it is, is just what I'm hoping that the series continues to, to evolve and do. I think the online things that you were talking about, though, I think a lot of it is a problem with Nintendo. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it's the forever yeah. forever the Nintendo question. Like, like it's it, it's actually ridiculous that we're still dealing with friend codes. Yeah, like for sure. I, I mean, I, I get their argument for it, but I can I I can turn on my PS5 right now and I can type in a friend's name and I can find them. That's how it should be. This is yeah. It's and, very and I, I I get that, uh, but I, I'm you know even more talking just specifically like the way that the online works in in game and how you connect to like that's that's that, true. that environment yeah uh, just making it a bit more seamless now i understand with having a system that is also portable and you can put in the sleep mode very easily i mean that you're going to lose your internet connection you know sure. once you do that yeah. so yeah there are some limitations with with the hardware um but just looking to you know just improve just yeah do better that's all right right I th- as long as as long as they're going to keep pushing you know a step forward in their online experience i will I will take it because you're right, Ben. It's, it seems like it is always tough with, with anything that's going to be solely on Nintendo or just on Nintendo, right? Uh, yeah. I think there's a middle ground between uh, what the other systems do and what Nintendo wants, and I just think they need to find it. I think it probably has more to do with parental controls than with their default uh, internet experience. But <laughs> it, it's possible. But, but, but look, whenever they're developing a new console, a new system, like they – Pokemon – and Game Freak are some of the first people that they go to because they know that it's going to sell and they're like, here's the development kits. How should online, how, how should like communication stuff look like? So I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that because they're, as far as what I want to see, I'm, I'm really hoping that the fact that they are stressing this four player co-op mode early in their marketing means that they feel confident they have a smooth uh, worthwhile online experience however that looks i mean it will be friend codes we know that but as long as as long as what comes after that feels like an improvement i'm excited for that i would not mind seeing raid battle some version or variant of a raid battle come back i don't know what that would look like if the pokemon aren't dynamaxed or gigantamaxed but whatever that like that particular mm-hmm. sort of team battle dynamic i would be uh, excited to see back and this is very very specific but I would really like to see the way that they tackled evolution in Legends Arceus to be a thing they bring into the traditional core series. I really, really liked that Pokemon did not automatically evolve when they hit their level. They just told you they could evolve, and you said, go for it. <laughs> oh, I yeah, love yeah. that so much. I don't want to have to press B every time yeah. you want to evolve. Just let me tell you when I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, that that quality. Well, well, that's that, that's a quality of life. <laughs> yeah, but I don't need everything from Arceus in the in yeah. the traditional core series game. But that I will take. <laughs> right, right. No, and I look. I think Pokemon giveth, Pokemon taketh away. Always, always with a with a ton of different things. Yeah, because they can't they can't give us everything they've done over they every can't, generation. They, 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 they can't. just can't. <laughs> they can't. But I think that that one, I I don't see that one going away. I wouldn't bet on it, but I want it. Right. <laughs> but I tend to keep my expectations low on this. Podcast, no, no, no. I'm, so I will I'm, happily be very wrong. I'm no, no, no. I'm saying that I think that that will that's going to stay. Yeah. I no, think, I, I hear you. I, I, really I hope do. you're right more than anything. What What else would you like to see, Doug? Those are my two big things. I, I like. I know it's silly that one of mine is so specific, but I really do want to see the evolution thing, and I want the four player co op to be as exciting as they are are selling it to be. You know, I, I I'm hoping that whatever it is, it is the best version of raid battles and the best version of the underground and the best version of, um, you know, of battling and trading, kind of all wrapped up into one sort of as seamless as possible experience. I think that would be really cool. Aren't they saying though, that this four player co-op, it's not like underground was like an optional thing. It's not going to be, yes, you can make the four player co-op optional, but it's going to be an implement that you can do in the story. Or am right. I, under- well, or am I misunderstanding something? It's, it's not super clear. They have basically right. just said, explore the world with up to four players. You can discover Pokemon and unfamiliar areas with your friends and family. So it's unclear how actually cooperative it is. You know, yeah. like I, I, I just don't know. Like, could you and I, could you and I go to a gym together and be like, Hey, let's gang up on this. Gym. I super doubt it. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I mean, and, and so that's where I wonder if looking at like Animal Crossing, for example, like when you go online to other people's towns, there are certain things you can't do when right. people are over in your town. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's like certain story beats or certain things that it's like, we can't talk right now. You have other players, you know, with you or something yeah. uh, so that like they don't have to program in a way to because I, I think that would be cool. But I feel like that's also a little too big of a jump for Pokemon to to get to uh, considering, you know, what they've typically done generation to generation. Uh, maybe one day, 
but I do wonder if you can if you can double battle Pokemon or if you if if maybe there is mm. Not that you would two-on-one team up with, but if you were exploring with more players, maybe you are more likely to True run into battles. a swarm, you know, or something True like that. double battles, yeah. Um, who knows? But I, I would like it to be something cool in the way that they're selling it as cool. Do you think that we're going to have gyms? I do think we're going to have gyms, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know... Um, they haven't given us any sort of indication that that'd be the case. I think... My hope after... Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield was that they would sort of alternate or kind of every off generation uh, experiment with a new format. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not getting the vibe that it, that it's going to be off format. I feel like maybe Alola was going to be the one exception. Um, again, would love to be wrong. <laughs> sure, would love to be wrong. I, I kind of hope there are gyms personally, yeah. Uh, at least in the sense that like what what they did with Alola, I wasn't as interested in. It was an interesting concept, but it didn't feel as like that sort of meaningful. like clear progression uh, feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open to something else and just seeing if that could be pretty pretty exciting. Um, but that's just, I guess, that's one of the standard things about the games that I. I tend to uh, enjoy is I know that there's, you know, the eight gyms. I know I got to clear this. So I kind of have my path, you know, laid out ahead of me. Um, But I'm I'm open to it. I do think the open world version of the gyms could, could sort of be the right middle ground, right? That sort of idea Mm -hmm. of like, why do I always have to start with pewter? Is that literally how the world works here? You know, like, I I think it would be pretty, and, but then you Hassan could still sit there and say like, well, I still have three badges. I need five. Oh more, yeah, for you know? sure. And it does, and it doesn't work that way in the anime because there are some characters that might get like yeah, the totally. badge last or whatever, right? Yeah, like yeah, your characters, they're school, they're they're in school, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, are we graduating from school or are we like still in school? And then like, this is just I don't know. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know if this is like the game as, version of the anime Sun and Moon or what. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> as long as we can get better clothes and not look like dorks, I I think there are. They've hint. They've at least shown us like slight variations, but I'm sure we won't have to wear the uniform. I, I bet you though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though. I bet you the that. Uh, or, or I shouldn't say I bet, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you have to wear the uniform in like certain settings <laughs> yeah 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 i bet you that's a thing <laughs> i was i, I was I, I was worried that you were gonna say suspenders are locked throughout oh yeah so. no that too <laughs> everyone has to wear suspenders that's uh, uh, that's actually a regional law uh in this in this wait do we have the regional name uh, i was just gonna ask do we have a name it's a like young trainer or something that they come across he's also got suspenders on so actually i'm looking yeah. through this i'm like do they all have suspenders what? i i was just about to ask do we have a regional name i don't think we do it didn't occur to me until yeah, just now. Don't... We don't have the region's name yet. No, not yet. Okay. Well, I want to get to... Uh, we actually got a number of responses. I asked folks uh, what they are most excited about from the latest Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet info drop. Um, and I got a handful here. So let me read through those real quick. Feel free to react. Sure. Um, we got Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger uh, said, was all set to keep up my all red version tradition with Scarlet and they release a gorgeous electric dragon mascot for Violet. I have lots of thinking to do. Also, Palmy is super cute and it will be on my team. So no surprises there that he's excited for our uh, explicitly electric and implied electric uh, <laughs> Pokemon here. <laughs> nice, actually, and I don't know if we want to do this at the end or, or now. I'm kind of curious which version you both oh, yeah. are leaning towards. I know it's early. 
I I was already leaning toward violet. Um, I think I'll probably stick with that because I do tend to get the cool colors with a few exceptions. Uh, but I, I feel like I've seen a lot of people say kind of what Kyle was saying, which is I was planning on Scarlet, but maybe I'll do Violet. So I don't know if I should stick with that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do Violet. Um, yeah. I, I really like the legendary. I like the futuristic vibes. If that leads to a hot prehistoric lady coming in and stepping on me, I'm fine with that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of, it's, it's difficult because I, I think Violet maybe normally the one that I lean more towards her. And I, and I do tend to like the future aesthetic more than like mm-hmm. a past aesthetic. So um, I do kind of like both legendaries pretty closely. Oh, although so cool. when you see the, the, the uh, future one, like uh, was it Maridon or something? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Maridon. Like when you see it animated with the digital eyes, that kind of won me over. The only thing yeah. is uh, like purple or violet is my wife's favorite color. So I'm assuming oh. she's probably going to want that one. In which say, case, I don't know if you have a choice, Scarlet, Austin. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I may just end up, you know, doing that. But. Look, I'm, I'm, I know me and I'm going to end up buying both. I will too eventually. And yeah. I'm, and I'm, and I'm angry about that. Um, but, but I'm probably going to end up playing violet as my main version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll be the case for me unless it if, unless the pattern here continues and and nearly everybody I know sticks with Violet. Although Hassan, if you play Scarlet, we're good to go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Darebear at Derek B Gale said this might be the first time I play through both versions of the same generation simply because I already love both professors equally. The past future aesthetic is also just a uh, just a neat idea, um, and that's actually really exciting for me specifically because I know that Derek. Um, is a recent jump back into Pokemon uh, fan. Mm. So uh, it's nice. cool that, that after just a couple games, uh, he's he's already like, maybe I'll do both. <laughs> Look, you know, if if they can find a way to make these two as different as possible, which is very hard to do. Yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I mean, not just with the professors and not just with like Team Magma or Aqua sort of, thing then yeah i i sit down and play both like i i own both sword and shield but Mm -hmm. i haven't like played shield Mm -hmm. really i've never done both versions i've always picked one with the exception of a a, you know last year or so i was going back to my old stuff and i knew i'd always started with pokemon blue version uh as the og and i found a copy of pokemon red in my collection of game boy games and that threw me for a loop because i have no recollection of this so I don't know how or when <laughs> I got Pokemon Red, uh, but apparently, I guess, you know, that generation, I got both versions. But <laughs> since then, I've only gotten one. I usually play both versions, but in the case of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I didn't because the cutscenes are very long. And in the case of Sword and Shield, it was the same issue. Sure, sure. Tom Tom at Awkward Comma says four player co-op interested in what the catching mechanics are, which I think makes sense. I think that's probably a question a lot of folks are asking after uh, Arceus and into this, which we asked plenty on this very podcast when we were talking about Arceus. So uh, not surprised that that's one that folks are asking. He also says the legends look dope. And most importantly, this little dude. And he included a gif of LeChonk. Ugh. Ben, don't look. <laughs> 
Um, Hollywood Zach at Zach Lavoy says, super excited for the futuristic theme of Maraidon, the cuteness of LeChonk, and oh yeah, the freaking four-player online co-op. What? And then finally, Shane at Shad Starzik says, Quaxley's animations made me so happy. Both legendaries were amazing reveals. And in all hearts, Turo. <laughs> it was such a good three minutes, but those got me most excited. Before we leave, I yeah. want to ask, what do you not want to see? I know mine right off the bat. I would not like to see, and this isn't anything that really matters all that much, but I would not like to see an ultimate sort of final boss Pokemon that is just a collection of crystals again. Okay. I would not like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been hoping they would swing back and simplify the legendaries a little bit so that if, if we get another Necrozma, I, I think Necrozma looks cool, but if we get another Necrozma or Eternatus, I, I will be a little bummed. I like the Eternatus boss fight with the wolves howling. Oh, me too. I think it's a very cool fight. It was a cool track. It was a yeah. cool fight. It was a cool track. It was just I just a think it's an odd. ugly and boring looking Pokemon. Yeah, it was very forgettable. Yeah. What about you, Hassan? What do you not want to see? I, I hope that um, I'm blinking on her name, but the new rival um, Oh, Nimona. Yes, I hope she's a more interesting character than, than Hop. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I hope there's something more going there that kind of like compels me like whenever i see her i'm like oh cool another encounter versus all right let's get through this again because i kind of felt that way about hop um but the other thing is i just hope that they continue to stick with some of the quality of life things that they've done like for example experience share stuff that they've done i know there's a few folks out there that are like very against it and want you know the the higher challenge um i I don't have much time for games anymore. I don't want to spend, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. hours doing something I can take. Well, you got much, a kid or something? <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, um, I just hope that, like, they just continue to build upon the quality of life stuff they've done versus trying to go back to, you know, prior games as well. So sure. just those general things. Hey, Doug, do you yeah. want to know what I don't want to see? I feel like I could probably guess a few things, but let me know. LeChonk! <laughs> well, I hate to disappoint you. You will be seeing plenty of LeChonk. That is one thing we can guarantee. <laughs> you you uh, know what I want to see, Ben? I hope that whatever LeChonk turns into is irresistible to you and is like the coolest thing you've ever seen <laughs> and is on your team when you get that championship. <laughs> what, you, what you want for me is not kosher. <laughs> you don't have to eat LeChonk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been a blast. Thank you both for joining me on another adventure along the Victory Road. Um, Ben, is there anything uh, or anywhere you would like people to look for you or anything you're doing that you'd like people to check out? I'm uh, at Dr. Ben MD on Twitter. Uh, You can find me talking about pizza, Pokemon cards, puppies, Power Rangers, all the peas all the time uh if you haven't been vaccinated please go get your vaccine yes. um yep. i spoke about it here on this podcast mm-hmm. uh if you have any questions or any concerns about the vaccine you can reach out to me yes absolutely do all those things please or, or, sure, or if you just want to sure. nerd out whatever i'm yeah. i'm i'm here <laughs> what about you hassan you can find me on twitter at uh hassan with 120 and on youtube at youtube.com slash the world of ha uh, for Pokemon-related stuff, as kind of mentioned earlier, got some uh, TCG unboxings that I do periodically. Uh, but then, you know, all the other fun gaming nerdy things and Power Rangers and Fortnite and 
all that fun stuff as well. Fantastic. And if you like what I'm doing here on Victory Road, you can find more of what I'm doing on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, or on my other podcasts, Walloping Web Snappers, which is a Spider-Man cartoon podcast, Falling with Style, a monthly Pixar movie marathon podcast, and Novel Gaming, a podcast about books, video games, and bits and pieces of other pop culture. For information on this show, be sure to find the podcast on social media at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about or would like for us to talk about, just let me know until next time i am headed back to a pokemon kiosk perhaps uh to take a rest and download lots of lechonk memes and send none of them to ben see you later <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye bye, bye.